Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also, a hearty hello to our listeners on... The bet in Las Vegas, yes. If you're listening to us on the radio, we appreciate you being with us, Las Vegas, as always. And I didn't mention in the first segment, we got right into to Jason Fitz because he was in a hurry. He had a bunch of stuff uh, going on here as he rolls into uh, the draft and, and, and coverage of the NFL and of the NCAA tournament. Was that Mo Moten, my co-host, out this week? He's been out. Uh, we canceled the show for Tuesday because he was sick. And then uh, he's still recovering. He's got the flu, so he's okay, but he's got the flu. So he'll be back next week. Uh, so we'll get him on the show. But joining me today is our producer, David Stepanian, who you guys know because he's been on here with us before on the air as well. David, uh, of course, with us in Las Vegas. How you doing, man? Doing good, Scott. This is a rare treat. I'm, I'm glad to be <laughs> back on with you. It's always fun. We got to do this more often, really. A, a rare what, treat. Too healthy. Guy is too healthy. He's never on the injury report. This guy, I mean, some teams would love to have him on their roster with this guy. Like, just just how often he makes it to the show because that's well, rare. Really well, is. I'll tell you, I am whatever Mo has in New York City. I'm getting. I'm drinking my Gatorade. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see me holding the bottle up um, because I'm I'm getting I'm getting something. It started yesterday. And now it's lingering into today. So I'm, I'm, I, I hate it because what I usually do is when I'm, when I'm starting to feel something come on, I just go to sleep, man. I like I power sleep, right? Let my immune system, let my body catch up. I overdose on vitamins, you name it, and Gatorade, of course. Um, and, and so hopefully I'm going to stave it off so that I can get better by the weekend. That's my, that's my goal. I hope so. So we'll I, see. I but thanks. He, yeah. he, he gave you a virus through the computer and now you're going to give me a virus. And exactly. That means I'm not going to be, I'm not going to make like the next three shows. I'm coughing through the microphone to get it onto you. No. Uh, but yeah. So David, thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. And um, that segment with Fitzy was great. I, I know Raider nation loves him, but I love what he brought because you know, since you listen to every show, cause you're producing the damn thing. Um, Mo and I have said almost exactly what he said. And I have not, I had not watched Jason in a while because just been too busy, but he said the same thing. It's like the sins of the father are not the sins of the son. So, and what I mean by that is all of the other mistakes that have happened, all of the other turnover, all the Gruden picks, all the stuff that Bill Callahan did back in the years, all the stuff that Al Davis did at the end of his life, all that junk that Raider Nation complains a lot about, and I'm okay with them complaining about it. But that's not these guys' fault. So you can't assume 
that they're going to do the same thing. You have to allow them to build like that. But it was refreshing to hear it come from Fitz, who who really is a die-in-the-wool hardcore Raider fan. Yeah, I mean, Fitz is great, by the way, and and he gets it. I think uh, he's able to verbalize what all the Raider fans are thinking. And I'm, I'm... I'm more excited for this year's draft than I have been in, in so long. I couldn't tell you the last time I was so ready for a draft because this team lets me down so often, but there's so much great <laughs> talent. Uh, there's so much great talent in this year's draft. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to, I don't want to picture them making another blunder, but that also sets up. I mean, that could mean bigger disappointment <laughs> when you have so much talent. So I'm just really hoping that we avoid that. And, um, this could be a make or break draft for the next few years for this team. It, it really could. But he also touched on something I think it was important too, was I asked him about his reaction. Cause I had not honestly heard it uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Derek Carr. Everybody knew. And he said it too. He said, look, everybody saw the writing on the wall with Derek Carr. It was coming. Uh, that's why when fans were, some fans were so surprised by it. I was, I was shocked too. But uh, I think w- what he talked about there was the system, right? So whether you like Josh McDaniels or not, and Josh McDaniels in my book has a lot to prove, right? We've said that over and over here again on Silver and Black today, and I still think that is true. At the same time, the point, though, about the system is so important because he talked about it the same way I did, I think it was two weeks ago, where I said, when you buy a business, you come into the business and you have employees. And you look at the employees, and the owners on the way out tell you, hey, no, these are all great people. They're good. You have a good staff here. Then you start assessing them, and you institute changes in the business, whether it's how you handle cash or how you handle scheduling or whatever it may be. And then you learn that some of those people just don't don't fit. And I think that's what you've seen with this Raider team is they honestly came in. They, over-evalu- or they, they overvalued the talent they had last year, discovered it wasn't what they thought it was, and that they couldn't adjust to the system, and so they had to change. To me, that's at the crux of why some fans believe the Raiders lied, when in, ra- in actuality they did not. They just assessed something from the outside, and once they got inside, they realized it wasn't good enough. Yeah, and, and this brings me back to something Fitz said in the last segment. Um, two seasons ago, that was the luckiest year the Raiders had. I said and that on I said that on Twitter, and people were calling me crazy. No, that look, I was now I'm I'm a season ticket holder, and I go to almost every home game, and uh, that was a great season. But yeah, that that roster it just wasn't sustainable. I mean, they pulled out they pulled out a lot of really lucky wins, especially late in the year. Um, they played some injured teams in those oh, yeah. last few weeks. That's, that so, light stretch, yeah. Yeah, I, and I mean, you you keep that roster together. You're not lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. So going with Jimmy G, uh, it, it's probably the best option they could have gone with in in free agency. And as you were alluding to, Jimmy G became Jimmy G under Josh McDaniels' system all those years ago when Tom Brady got injured. So can they make that magic happen again all these years later? Jimmy G is a guy who hasn't been too healthy throughout his career. I think, yeah, if he stays healthy, if he can get out there, get on the field and make some plays, I think this team will be exciting to watch. But it, I think it, uh, it relies a lot on Jimmy G's shoulder and sure. his ability to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. And, and, and what we're going to get into now, um, Jason, uh, Jason talking about fits. 
Those are big, uh, big shoes to fill. <laughs> David is uh, the story. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see it on your screen. But for those of you listening, uh, the the one on one interview the athletic did with Mark Davis. Uh, this was an interesting interview. They, they talk about the WNBA stuff, which I really don't have an interest in, to be honest with you. But I know you do, Mr. Season Ticket Holder, WNBA hey. um, and the Aces. But but you Nothing look at <laughs> you look at um, what's going on with the Raiders. And in the story, you know, he he said some interesting things about uh, not only Sandra Douglas Morgan and about the great job that she's doing and what she's trying to do there, but also the the transition what we were just talking about, the transition from the previous regime to Dave Ziegler and how, you know, he told them what he thought he had with the Raiders and the roster, but he told them, as it says in the story, you have to make up your own mind. And oh, by the way, you run the football operation. So you get the opportunity to come in and tell me what you think. So, so that part of it and the state of the roster has caused so much angst in Raider nation. People saying, they lied. They said this wasn't going to be a rebuild. And I and what Mark Davis says, and now people will just call them liars, but the reality is, you again, you assess a roster from the outside, but once you get in and see, and we saw what happened. That does not excuse Josh McDaniels of the coaching malpractice he had at times last year. But what it does do is say, hey, look, we didn't have the right quarterback. We didn't have the right players on defense. We didn't have the right players on offense necessarily that bought into the system. This is nothing new. And this is what I've been trying to say. And I think we've said a lot on the show, David, which is you have to, I know your fans, but you have to take the emotion out of it and look at the business side of things. The reason that the Raiders have been so bad for so long is because of emotion, because of turnover, Al Davis loved players that he loved. He didn't necessarily, towards the end of his life, look at what it meant for his team if that player didn't pan out. And so now you're in this position. But I think what Mark Davis is saying is is pretty dead on to what people thought they were doing, but the emotion got in the way. Yeah, I think I think Raider fans, I think we're afraid of the word rebuild. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, because you've heard it so much. We've gone through so much over the years but to me look i feel like if i could go through one more rough year if it means next year we're we're going to turn it around and we're going to nail this draft if you told me we go through one more bad season but this team is really going to start to gel and mesh together for the next several years oh yeah absolutely i'll take that uh, it's just the thing is we haven't gotten that confidence not from mm -hmm. McDaniels, not from the previous regime, not from the owner. We just don't have anything to kind of rely on and, and cling to. There's, it, it's not the most hopeful time in Raider Nation. <laughs> um, you could argue that that's not true, though, David. You could argue that, listen, I mean, despite all the rebuilds and despite all the, the dumpster fires that have occurred in this organization over the last 25 years, Right now, you don't know yet, right? Because, okay, they've moved on. They're making bold moves. Now, bold moves have to pay bold dividends for it to feel good. No question. You're right about that. But could they be finally doing it the right way? We won't know for another year or two. Uh, but as, as Jason Fitz said, it's a mini two-year rebuild. This isn't something where it's going to take you five years. These guys should be expected to rebuild this roster within two years. Yeah, I think, well, and, and that's kind of what I'm alluding to is I don't think this is going to, you know, uh, 
going to the NBA, there's there's this thing with the Sixers trust the process. I oh, don't, yeah. and that, yeah. process, that process took like seven or eight years. <laughs> it was a process for sure, but they finally got there. I don't think this is going to be the longest process in, in not even in the organization's history. Yeah, I think maybe a year or two you let you kind of see what McDaniels can do here, what Ziegler can do here. Yeah. Um, and, and if they can get some pieces, I think this draft is going to be huge. I do too. This is, this is, this is probably, you know, going to be the most exciting draft for a lot of teams I can remember in many years. And eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The, the next several years are going to kind of unfold over that one weekend in April. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can make some right moves, it's just this organization hasn't given me that confidence. But I think finally, maybe we, we have a regime that can get it done. Well, that, and that and that's the question. I think I think if they can go out and they they hit on a high percentage of their draft picks this year, where people feel really good about it, then you then you'll start to trust the new guy, right? It's the it's the old who song, you know, the new boss same as the old boss. Raider Nation won't believe that that's not true unless they start putting some points on the board. And I don't just mean in the in the uh, in the football game, but actually with draft picks and, and finding talent. The last thing I want to talk about in this segment, David, uh, before we get to the break, and then we'll come back with our our, our uh, mailbag segment for the week, which is in that same interview on, a, on the Athletic, um, one thing that's caused some uproar in Raider Nation and around the NFL this this week has been Mark Davis apologizing <laughs> to Derek Carr. Now, when people say, "Oh, he apologized to Derek Carr," I want to read the quote if people haven't read it because so many people react to something somebody says without actually reading the text. Uh, and, and in essence, what Mark Davis said was, listen, um, I'm responsible. And he said this, he said, as I told Derek, the only consistent thing with the Raiders for the last 11 years has been me. And the fact that we haven't won falls on me. There's no passing the buck or pointing fingers. The buck stops here. And I apologize to him for not being able to get it done. That's how I feel. Now, this is the same paragraph where he said, no, he did not green light or, 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 or prompt the organization to get rid of Derek Carr. That was a football decision. He transitioned into, uh, obviously, a kid he knew, drafted his, coming out of college, they drafted him, so he knew Derek Carr for 10 years. And he basically said he apologized for not having a better organization. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, but I do see where people are upset about it is because, OK, so why have you been doing this for 11 years and now sh- why should we trust you? Right. It's just what you said just uh, a minute ago. Yeah, I think um, 
it's it's look i i can't imagine how tough it must be to be an nfl owner uh and people are certainly not happy with mark davis especially after these comments because you're kind of admitting uh that all these years have kind of amounted to very little and you know raider nation deserves a lot more and i think Derek carr deserved more too because a lot of these years we were saying these things like oh he's got to learn a new playbook he's under a new system he I'll, I'll admit he didn't have the best situation for a lot of those years and when it finally seemed to be gelling together under gruden you know, the Gruden controversy happens and that whole season happens. They still made the playoffs that year, but that was kind of the best shot that they had. And mm -hmm. it all fell apart in the end there. It did. It did. And um, the last thing I'll say about that piece too, Mark Davis talked about something also that many of you get fired up about, which is visiting fans inside of Allegiant Stadium. Okay. And David, you're a season ticket holder, like you said, so you've seen it firsthand. Uh, he said, I'm pissed and embarrassed that other teams' fans were, were there. Number one, uh, or no, I was pissed we're not playing well and we're not giving those people an opportunity or a desire to be there. And we are in one of the most beautiful stadiums in the world city that everybody wants to visit. We better do damn well and win if we want our fans to be in those seats. But I do not have and have never blamed the fans. So there's Mark Davis basically saying, look, the reason why there's not more Raider fans is there is because we don't win. And, and I agree with that. Um, he also talked about the fact that he did not have fans kicked out for signs, uh, just to clear that one up, because a lot of people said, or some security guards said that that's, that's why people were getting kicked out of signs. But anyway, uh, Mark Davis there, just making sure people understand that he knows that if they win, that'll take care of itself. I think uh, after going to so many games, I think some some fan bases travel better than others. Yeah. I think Raider Nation is great and they travel well also. I think they show up to most Raider home games. But there have been these games here and there like when they played the Bears a couple years ago. I, I'm not I'm not ever going to forget that. It, yeah. I felt like I was in Chicago and I've been to Soldier Field and there was more Bear fans <laughs> at Raiders bear games in Vegas than there are at soldier field. <laughs> uh, it, it, I, it was insane. And there, there are some teams that do travel very well. And I think the Packers are on the schedule next season. Oh yeah. This is an issue. That's, that's not going to just, you know, turn around overnight. Not every team gets to be the golden Knights where every single night you get 90% golden Knight fans. Yes. Yeah, it's very rare. Especially you get that. Yeah, especially in the NFL, you know, yeah. a lot of fans travel well, and this is something in a lot of stadiums. I've been to every Raider game at SoFi Stadium, and I would say, you know, besides maybe that Rams Thursday night game, it was all Raider home games, honestly. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. There was Same a with Rams the Charger Raider games. Thursday night game. That might have been more 50-50, but yeah. outside of that, uh, Raider fans travel well also. And this is just, the you know, the, the nature of the beast now. I travel to a lot of Raider road yeah. games. Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, and other fan bases want to go to Vegas. I mean, that's the bottom line is it's it's a destination city with a lot to do. I mean, you you just got through in Las Vegas, one of the most exciting sports weekend the city's ever had between the tournament, between um, uh, all, everything going on with college basketball. But also you had concerts, you had all this stuff going on. You have F1 coming, of course, which is going to be a huge, huge deal in Las Vegas. So there's lots to do there. People want to go. So, of course, fans are going to come in. And, yes, the Raiders will sell out and keep more of their seats 
with their fan base if they can win. It's just a bottom line. All right, we're going to step aside for our last break here on Silver and Black today. When we come back, we're going to do the Raider Nation mailbag. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard on the bet in Las Vegas on the radio. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 